So good morning, everyone. Good morning to you, 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 and you. It is Wednesday morning, breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. And it is, amen, day 15, day 15. Uh, we are, we have been in, um, we have been in our 20-day um, prayer challenge as well as it all stemmed from, from breaking of day. So that's why we call it breaking of day, 20-day prayer challenge. So we've been in that. So we say good morning to um, all of you. Uh, thank you. Hey, Alyssa Wiles. Uh, we thank God for you on this morning. Thank you so very much. <laughs> um, so everyone else, thank you all for those that are on the conference call line. Good morning to you all. Those that are on Facebook Live, good morning to you all as well. And so listen, I am excited on this morning because we we're down to five days left of our 20-day prayer challenge. My, it went by so quick. It went by so quick. And so today is day 15. We want to get to it because we want to make sure that we cover what we want to cover on today. Um, I was trying to pray and ask God, what can we say on day 15? Day 15. Yesterday, day 14, we talked about delete what you think it should look like. That's what we prayed about for our 20-day prayer challenge. Think, delete what you think it should look like. In other words, you know, oftentimes we have this image and this um, this portrait of what we think our life should be, um, who our spouse should be, how our marriage should be, so forth and so on. You know, I want a man that look like this, or I want a woman that look like this, and I want them to do this and all that. We got to delete all of that and trust God that God knows what's best for us. God told me on yesterday when we were talking about that, day 14, he said, um, I'm going to give you what you need and in giving you what you need, your desires is going to be discovered through that. Uh, that was powerful. He said, I'm going to give you what you need. And then that's where you're going to discover that all your desires were right there all the time, all along. All right. So um, trust God, trust God and let him um, give you what you need. Because when you when he gives you what you need, then you're you will discover that your true desires is going to be in what you have need of. So we thank God for that. So today for this breaking of day, part of our 20 day prayer challenge as well. And we will be praying at 6 p.m. Um, this evening as well, because every day we pray at 6 p.m. So part of this, we're going to talk about counting up the cost, counting up the cost. That's what that's your PowerPoint moment for today. Counting up the cause. Now, look at this. I love this book. I love the book of Ruth. I love the book of Ruth. And we're going to come out of the book of Ruth. And I'm going to um, I'm, I'm, I'm pinning a book about the book of Ruth. And, and, and I'm just so excited about it. But, you know, it's a it's a little ways off before it comes out and all that wonderful good stuff. But um, counting up the cause. That's your PowerPoint moment. When you look at the book of Ruth, I want you to read because we don't have time to do it all this morning. But I want you to read Ruth, the third chapter, the ninth, the ninth through the 13th verses, as well as Ruth, the fourth chapter, the first through the sixth verses. And those are where the, uh, the fourth chapter, the first of the six verses is where we're going to focus our attention the most on. All right. This morning. So listen, look at this. We're going to talk about counting up the cost. We know the story of Ruth. If you have not heard of the story of Ruth or you're just being introduced to the story of Ruth, then guess what? Welcome. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. So Ruth, um, this Moabitess woman, um, um, she cleaves to her mother-in-law after the after um, her father-in-law dies, after her husband dies, after her brother-in-law dies. Um, she she cleaves to her mother-in-law. She's a Moabitess woman, and there was another sister-in-law, but she decided to go home with her own kinfolk after her husband died. And Ruth decided that she's going to stay with Naomi, her mother-in-law. Uh, I know a lot of times when we deal with Ruth, we deal with uh, Boaz and Ruth. But Ruth had this whole big journey that she had to go through. She had this whole life that she had to deal with. And this is, a this is uh, like, again, Ruth, I love Ruth, not just because of uh, Boaz and Ruth, even though we're going to be dealing with that today a little bit, but there's a, so much more to Ruth that Ruth teaches us as women. She teaches us so much as women. So, um, but in the beginning part, when you deal with Ruth, the third chapter, the ninth through the 13 verses, it deals with Naomi giving Ruth in some instructions. Because now they have gone back to Naomi's homeland. <coughs> Excuse me. They have gone back to Naomi's homeland. And now they're there. And Ruth, she goes and she gets food for her and Naomi, her, her mother-in-law. So they can survive because they had this long journey. And so now when they're back there, they've been there now for a little while. And so uh, Naomi tells Ruth in the ninth through the 13 verses of the third chapter, she tells her, she says, it's about time now that you have a husband. That's what she tells her. She said, it's about time now you have a husband and um, I know the perfect man for you. Um, he will take care of you. And not only will he take care of you, but he's your closest kin. He's your closest relative. And I know that he will do right by you. And in doing right by you, he'll also do right by me. Because what happened is that Naomi, she lost her husband and she lost her two sons. And in this land, when she goes back to her homeland, she has um, some inheritance there. But she cannot collect the inheritance because in biblical times, the inheritance was to go to the oldest son if the father passed. And if the oldest son passed, then it goes to the next one. And if there's no more sons in it, um, alive, then what happened? It extends out to the extended family. Kind of sort of like now if there is an estate that um, that is left by a deceased loved one so what now was happening because Naomi has lost her husband and her two sons she does not have an heir and she's too old to produce a child so she's like now I need to get you to um, marry the closest relative so that um, you can birth a child and in birthing a child, the, the inheritance will stay within our family. That's really what Naomi is telling Ruth. Okay. So now what happens when you get to Ruth, the fourth chapter, the first through the sixth verse, and I'm going to read it to you. Look what happened. Naomi gives Ruth some instructions. She tells her, I want you to get dressed. I want you to put on some really nice clothes. I want you to perfume, make yourself smell good, make yourself look good. And when you get there, I want you to go to the threshing floor. And when you get to the threshing floor, I want you to uncover after don't bother Boaz while he's eating dinner I want you to wait till he come and he lay down and when he lays down and he goes to sleep I want you to go in secretly unto him and I want you to uncover his feet and I want you to lay at his feet my God, that's right. That right there. I can deal with that all by itself, but we're not dealing with that today Okay, she said I want you to lay at his feet and when he awakes he's gonna know what to do 
And I want you to tell him these specific words. Just Ruth says, excuse me, Naomi tells her, I want you to let him know. He would know what to do when he sees you there. That's what Ruth, that's what Naomi tells Ruth. So when you get to the fourth chapter, Boaz is now springing into action. He is springing into action because he's had this conversation with Ruth the night before. And he tells Ruth, listen, I would, I will, I will marry you. I will marry you. It's not, I will, I basically listen hey i liked you the first time that i saw you that's really what he's saying i liked you the first time i saw you because he gave her favor in the fields when she was picking when she needed some food for her and naomi and the reason why he said he liked her i'm not putting up into today's time the reason why he says he liked her the first time that he saw her was because of her reputation my God, her reputation was that she did good by Naomi. Her reputation was that she uh, took care of her mother-in-law when she didn't have to. Her reputation was that she um, loved her mother-in-law so much that she left her own kinfolk to come to a strange land to worship a God that she knew not of. Woo, her reputation was good. Woo, that's a whole sermon all by itself. My God, I love the book of Ruth right so anyway so let me get back to it so what happens he says yeah i'll marry you i'll i will i will take on that responsibility he's looking at he's counting up the cost Woo! my god you have to count up the cost if you're going to be with somebody and we're still in our 20-day prayer challenge where we're talking about marriage and singles and future spouses and all that other stuff if you're going to marry somebody you better count up the cost you better is this going to benefit you in the long run because it might seem good right now, but is it really going to benefit you? Are they going to still be good to you in the long run? Are they going to be with you when the times get rough? Are they going to be, listen, listen, are they going to be there and push you to your destiny and your purpose? Right? That's what he says. He says, I'm count Boaz counted up the cost, cost with Ruth that night when they were at the threshing floor. He said, I'll marry you. Yeah, because her reputation was good. Now, what happens? Boaz says, but there's a problem. He tells Ruth, he says, there's a problem. This is in the third chapter. He said, there's a problem. The problem is, is that I'm not your closest relative, but I know who is. He says, I will go to him and I will make him a proposition. Because I really can't outright marry you. If I marry you, he could come in and still take everything because he technically is your closest relative. So when you get to the fourth chapter, and I know we come down to our 15 minutes. When you get to the fourth chapter, what happens? Uh, the fourth chapter, the first through the sixth verses. I'm going to read that to you. So read the third chapter, the ninth through the 13 verses. And then when you get to the fourth chapter, the first through the sixth verses, this is what happened. This is what Boaz does. He goes to the marketplace. Listen, he goes to the marketplace to, to talk with her closest relative. Boaz is counting up the cost. So what does Boaz says in the fourth chapter, the first verse, and I'm reading out of the life application Bible. He says, so Boaz went down to the marketplace and found the relative he had mentioned, the relative that he said, listen, I'm your closest relative, but I'm not the closest one that's supposed to marry you. It really, it has to go through one more person before it gets to me. He says, stay, um, he says, stay um, over. He said, come here. He told the guy, he said, come over here. 
right? He called him. I want to talk with you for a minute. So they sat down together. Then Boaz called for 10 of the chief men of the village and asked them to sit as witnesses. So instead of them signing documents, this was their act of, I got a witness to say and to prove whatever you say and whatever I say. So Boaz, the third verse says, Boaz said to his relative, he said, you know, Naomi who came back to us from Moab. She is selling her, uh, excuse me, excuse me. She is selling our brother Elamech's proper property. I felt that I should speak to you about it so that you can buy it if you wish. Look what Boaz is, Boaz is doing. He says, with these, he said, with these respected men as, as witnesses, if you want, let me know right away. For if you don't take it, I will. You have the right. Uh, you have the first right to purchase it, and I am next. So Belaz is laying everything on the table. He's saying, "Listen, you got the right to purchase it because you're next. Because if you don't do it, then I'm going to do it." He said. The man replied, "All right, I'll buy it." Look at this. The man replied, "All right, I'll buy it." Now, verse five. He said. Then Boaz told him, "Your purchase." Now look, 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 look. Boaz is counting up the cost. And this man is going to count up the cost as well. Boaz told him, your purchase at, of the land from Naomi requires you marry Ruth so that she can have children to carry on her husband's name and the inheritance of the land. Woo! Now Boaz throw a monkey wrench in there. Boaz said, you can, can you buy the land? Are you going to buy the land? You know, you can have it. And if you don't want it, then I'll take it. But the man said, yeah, I'll take the land. I'll take the land. Now he's down Boaz throw a monkey wrench in there. He says, but when you buy the land, the stipulation is, is that you marry Ruth so that she can have an heir to carry on her husband's last name. Right. And verse six says, then the man says, look at this. The man counted up the cost. He counted up the cost in verse six. He says, then I can't do that. I can't do it. The man replied, for her son will become an heir to my property too. He tells Boaz, you buy it. Whoo, my God, right? He tells Boaz, you buy it. Look at this. You got to count up the cost. You have to make sure that in this next season of your life and who you're going to be connected to, that it's worth the cost. Listen, don't do, don't, don't, don't try to get with somebody or be with somebody because of the simple fact it looks good. It was good for that moment. We're, we're talking futuristic. Look what they were talking about. They're talking about inheritance. The man said, Boaz said, listen, if you take the land and you buy the land, then you have to marry Ruth. That's one of the stipulations. And the man said, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -mm, no, I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm not marrying Ruth. He said, because if she has a child, then that child takes over the land. He can, he, the land becomes his. So he counted up the cost. But Boaz said, look at this. There's a bigger picture in this thing. Because not only am I getting a good woman, but I'm getting a bigger inheritance and I'll have an heir. Oh, my God. I can have a son to carry on the name. You got to count up the cost when you feel like uh, because we're five days out of this 20 day prayer challenge. So listen and, and listen. There's going to be a counterfeit and there's going to be the run. And you got to know which one is right. So you got to be able to count up the cost. So what happens? Look at this. The Bible never mentions the man's name 
Because that wasn't important. The Bible never mentioned who the man was, who the other relative was. Because he didn't matter in the bigger scheme of things. <clears throat> Listen, you got to know that uh, Boaz was counting up the calls along with, I get, I get a good woman. I get an inherit, a larger inheritance. And I get to have an heir. Ooh, a son to carry on the name and the legacy. Count up the cost. Sometimes what looked good on the on for that moment, sometimes it might be it might not be all that good. For this man, it wasn't good for him. Because he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up losing more. In his mind, he thought he was gonna end up losing more. If he went through with it, you have to count up the cost on today. All right, let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. We love you and we adore you. Father, we thank you for allowing us to gather one more time. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We rise to bless your name on this morning, Father, because this is the day that you have made and we're rejoicing in it and being glad from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. Your name is worthy to be praised. There is none like you above heaven or in the earth, God. God, this morning we're counting up the cost, God. Is it worth it, Lord God? Is it, is it benefiting us to be with who we are with. And I'm not, Lord God, we don't, we don't promote divorces, God. And we don't promote separations, God. But God, hallelujah, we're counting up the cause. Because not only is it supposed to benefit us now, but it's supposed to benefit us greater in the future. And God, hallelujah, Lord God, whoever, Lord God, you bring into our lives, Father, we want to make sure that they're able to handle where you're taking us. We want to make sure that they're able to be able to carry the weight of what you have for us. Because God, there is a future and there is an inheritance. There is a promise and there are blessings that you have for us. And they got to be able to carry the weight of it, God. They got to be able to handle the cost of it, God. In the name of Jesus, God. And God, hallelujah, Lord God. Don't let us be, Lord God, hallelujah, like the man with no name, God. Hallelujah, that we don't understand and we don't see, Lord God, the full totality of who you have for us, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray right now, God. Lord God, we're going to delete what we think it should look like. And God, we're going to believe and trust you and place it into your hands and knowing that you're going to make it well. Boaz counted up the cost. He saw the bigger picture in this thing. He saw how it can benefit Ruth and Naomi as well as himself. He saw that there was a good thing, Lord God, before him. And so he understood the cost of it. And Father, I pray right now. That you will minister to your people. I pray right now that you will bless your people, Lord God. That, Lord God, when they begin to make their decisions, God, that they will count up the cause. Lord God, and not only that, but they will listen to what you have to say. Lord God, that they won't go on their own accord. They won't go because what they think and feel is right. But God, they will delete everything and know that you have their best interest at heart. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, God. Because, God, you have so much more in store for your people. And, Lord God, hallelujah, whoever, Lord God, you, Lord God, whoever we connect with, whoever we join in a covenant relationship with, God, hallelujah, God, we're counting up the cause. Is this person, can this person handle what you have in store for, for them? And, Father, we thank you and we bless your name. And, God, we're praying for marriages on today. 
that Lord God, even now, God, that they will begin to, Lord God, hallelujah, see the bigger picture in their marriage, God. See that they have a covenant relationship and that, God, you're moving and you're working, God. And that, God, you're going to make it like brand new in their lives. And, Father, we pray right now that you will begin to minister to the married couples. Excuse me. We pray that you will begin to, Lord God, hallelujah, touch their hearts, God. You will begin to, Lord God, show them their purpose, God. Their individual purpose as well as their marital purpose, God. In this earth, God, that they will begin to move and that they will begin to, Lord God, trust you even in this hour. Because you have so much more in store for them. And God, we thank you and we bless you, Lord God. We love you on today. And God, we're going to wait until our change come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I kind of cut that because we ran out of time. But I hope you all got the gist of what I was saying on this morning. Count up the cause. Delete what you think it should look like. Delete what you think that it should have been. Day 14 and day 15 are kind of like joining together. Delete that and let God say, this is it. Amen. And so count up the cause. Read uh, Ruth, the third chapter, the ninth through the 13th verses, and Ruth, the fourth chapter, the first through the sixth verse. It, that, it's powerful. I can really do a whole Bible study just on that alone, that, but we just don't have time. And so we thank God for you, 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 and you for another breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change, and it will change your life. Continue to trust God even during these 20-day prayer challenge. We're almost to the end. We have five more days left. You can chime in and listen to all of this um, on our podcast from day, actually from day two all the way up until day 20 we will have it up there so god bless you we love you continue to celebrate god continue to bless god listen do me a favor on thursday night thursday night seven o'clock p.m tell somebody like share um prepare yourself um we want men and women to chime in we're going to talk about why women why do women cheat why do women cheat i know we're always focusing on the man cheating but why do women cheat why do because there are plenty of women that cheat that are in relationships that are not um, completely truthful. All right. (laughs) So join us on Thursday night at seven o'clock PM. We love you. God bless you. Listen, do me a favor. As we do every Wednesday, look for it, look for it, look for it, look for it everywhere you go. Look for it in the marketplace. Look for it when you um, get up and start moving. Look for it while you're driving in the car. Look for it when you answer that phone. Look for it in your bank account when you check your balance on today. Look for it, look for it in the mail. Look for it, look for it. When somebody asks you, what are you looking for? Tell them that I'm looking for my miracle because God is about to do it. God bless you. We love you. Have an awesome, awesome day.